Hey everyone, welcome back to the Google Workspacers podcast, where we tell stories of Google Workspace transformation. I'm your host, Christian Newman, CEO of Rise Digital, and every week I'm joined by a business owner or technology leader who's making people, teams, and organizations more productive with Google Workspace. Joining me today is Graham Robbins. Graham Robbins is CEO of ANA Customs Brokers, a company that helps large importers and exporters ship across borders. He's a self-professed tech geek, lifelong learner, YPO member, father of four, car enthusiast, and wake surfer. He also hosts his own podcast, the Graham Robbins Podcast, which I enjoy myself. It's all about growing and scaling a business. Welcome, Graham. Thanks for having me. Graham, I know there's so much more to your story. So take a moment, tell us a little more, including perhaps something that most people don't know about you. Okay, well, from a business perspective, you know, ANA Customs Brokers is the business that I run, and we help large importers and exporters get their goods across the border. And we really focus on making the border disappear. Our core customers don't want to even think about the border. They just want to ship and have it delivered so they can concentrate on their business and, and doing what they do best. Something that, that people may not know about me, I used to BMX race for six or seven years, and it was a really fun part of my childhood. And I just think that whenever I bring that up, it's not a, a super common sport anymore. But in the 80s and uh, in the 80s, it was super popular. And, and I just have fond memories of, of BMX racing. There's a saying in, about BMX that there is no bench. Everyone races. So it's a really fun sport for, for kids. And adults, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and you and I must have grown up around the same time because I remember getting my first BMX bike and it was just, it's a moment that I'll never forget, put it that way. Yeah, it's like a rite of passage of our childhood. You know, it's Kuahara or the Hutch or the PK Ripper. You know, th those things were just, I kind of, I, I want to get my son a BMX, but they don't you know, the BMX shops and things like that don't sort of exist the way they used to. It was like a candy store for kids back then. Yeah, the Kuahara. I remember that as well. <laughs> you know, it was such a great experience until I taught my sister how to ride it and she flipped herself over the seawall. But let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, if there's one thing that all Google Workspacers have in common, it's the pivotal role that Google Workspace has played in getting them where today they are today. So if there was one word that would describe the impact that Google Workspace has made on your business or your career, what would it be? I would have to say focused. You know, we're, as a business, we're really good at our core business. We're really good at customs brokerage. So we want all of our people focused on customs brokerage and being amazing for our customers. So Google Workspace took all that IT energy away from managing emails and servers and backups and, you know, complicated systems. Uh, to using all of our people and all of our resources to be focused on our customers. And, and that was a huge change for us is just, I can remember, you know, back when we switched, before we switched, all the time and energy we put on our IT systems that just evaporated and, and we turned their heads towards our customers, which has made us super focused. Yeah, there's so many parallels with that term focus that, bring back memories for me of when I led the, what was then G Suite transformation at TELUS in our marketing organization. And we used to spend so much energy and effort trying to work around the limitations of the technology that we had in place before. And of course, you know, TELUS as a large organization has all kinds of IT infrastructure and things like that, that they maintain. And there was an entirely separate team that was dedicated to that. But for myself, who was working in the business, we got to get all of that, all of those workarounds out of the way so that we could just focus on what do our customers in the market need right now and how can we deliver that as quickly as possible? And so I love that term focus. Yeah, I think what I see a lot of still, it, it amazes me because that businesses still, and I guess I'm being critical, so I got to be careful. I'm not trying to be critical, but I think if you really step back and look at your business and how big is your IT department focused on things that if you were a startup today, you would not have any of that. So, you know, how can we work, uh, you know, 
co-working spaces exist for companies because they don't need servers and they don't have a high, they don't need an IT department. You you just log in. And you know, we used to have at ANA, we've been around since 1979 and we had a 14 person IT department. And wow. and we have one now. And so, you know, it, it's every moving everything into the cloud, everything out of your you know, out of your in-house systems into the cloud. If you were a startup today, you would never go and buy servers and racks and start installing them in your building, right? So it's just mm-hmm. really having to step back and look at what what you need today. Yeah, and it reminds me of something that I read once about how clients pay for value that you deliver to them and they don't see value in storage servers and racks and IT administrators and things like that. They see value in the actual product that you deliver to them, which for you is helping them to import and export goods and worry about all the details so that they don't have to, right? Your IT department is not the value that they perceive in what you do. And so to the greatest degree that you can take resources that you had dedicated to that and dedicate them to actually building on the value that you deliver to your clients, the better off you're going to be. Exactly. And, and you're reducing that overhead as well. So, you know, if you have a lot of overhead, you have to, you know, keep your prices high or whatever it might be. So we can we can concentrate on streamlining the the work for our customers. And, and I completely agree. They don't care what systems you're using. If you're using a, you know, a chisel and stone to do your work in the back end, they don't care. They just want it to be seamless, frictionless and invisible. And the more resources you can focus on your customer in that process, the the better off your business is going to be. You know, Graham, I really love that. And so I'd like to dig in a little bit to your journey in with Google Workspace, because it's quite a remarkable one. And I, I can't wait for our audience to hear about it. So if we could go back to another pivotal moment in your journey before you adopted Google Workspace, which actually was called something other than Google Workspace back then, but I'll let you tell the story. (laughs) So where were you in your business at the time and what challenges were you facing and what was it that made you decide that Google Workspace was the right solution for you and for your people? Yeah. So this is a, this was a fun one, you know, you made me look back. And so I, the beautiful thing is with, again, with, with Google Workspace, I can search my emails back forever. So we've been using Google Workspace since 2009. So that's not a typo. It's not 2019, 2009. And back then it was Google Apps and then it was G Suite and then it was Google Workspace. So if you just stop for a second and go 2009, you know, the iPhone was like 18 months old type of thing, you know. So we didn't have iPhones at that point because they were so new, right? So we were using Blackberry's Exchange Server, Blackberry Enterprise Server. And I was a huge you know, I was a huge Google adopter from the get-go. So I've never had an iPhone. I, I've always had Android. I had the old Nexus and the Nexus One and all that back in those days. Still have that phone, actually, uh, you know, as a, in my archive. But so I was a huge Gmail user. I was one of the first to sort of remember when they opened up Gmail and, and you get an invite and then you invite three of your friends. And, and, you know, it was very early on. And I remember people thanking me. Oh, I got my name on Gmail. Thank you. So I was using that personally, moving away from, you know, the brutal systems of, you know, whether it was Shaw Mail or Telus Mail back then, where it was, you know, sort of if you you deleted your account or something, you lost all your, all your email or Gmail, it's just everything was there. So I was using a lot of Gmail personally. And then I go into work and and remember when the limits used to hit, you know, oh, your, you know, your attachment is too big or the your email box is full. So you need to delete files off of your BlackBerry or your Exchange server because you can't receive any more email. I just thought it was crazy. So I started, so I did these things where I went and just signed up for it. You know, I said, this is crazy. I'm using Gmail. I love it. It's so easy. Uh, We were, again, we had all these hardware costs, IT people managing licenses and a bunch of noise around IT. If the power went out, we couldn't get email. Like it's just crazy. So that, that was our journey was really figuring out how to take it from the old to the new. And, you know, I said, this is so, this is so simple. Gmail works. Why don't we just use Google for our business? And it was a huge fight back then though. It was like, well, Google, you know, Gmail's a consumer brand. It's not meant for businesses and things like that. 
which I just thought was crazy because we're all humans. It's not like we're business over here and we're a consumer over here. We're still a consumer. So that was our journey was going like getting away from this craziness and all the noise around exchange server. And, and I'm not putting Microsoft down. Like they've done tremendous things as well, but I'm just saying that at that time, the, the getting away from hosted in-house email was crazy. I was getting, I, sorry, I could go on for hours about this, so you can cut me off. But I mean, I remember one of the, one of the big things was, is that, that I loved about Gmail and Google and Google apps was sort of like every morning there, there was a new system. It was like you were, they, they had a new feature or a new, you know, some, they deployed something new. So you were always getting better. Whereas with the older systems, it's like, oh, we have this version that's from five years ago and we've got to update to this version. And that means shutting down servers and up to, uploading software. And it's just like, what century are we in? Everyone now with your phone, you wake up, you got a new update with your car, cars download software, you got a new update. So that's just what, it beca- what I became uh, to expect. And that's why I was looking for something that was just plug and play, you know, log in and it's there. Yeah, I remember those days of when, I mean, carrying a BlackBerry and using Microsoft Outlook for your email were just, you know, those were sacred cows, you know, nobody really questioned. That's just the way the business worked. And when your email box filled up, you know, archive some emails or you deleted some emails so that you could send that message that, you know, was super urgent. Of course, it always happened when you had a super urgent message that had to go out right away and you got that mailbox full message back. Um, and uh, for for Gmail to come on the scene. And um, I, I remember the um, the the how exclusive those invites were and how everybody wanted one. And I received, I remember receiving my first invite. And in fact, I received an email from a friend just the other day who came across the, um, the notification that he got from Google saying, congratulations, your friend, Christian Newman, um, accepted your Gmail invite. Right. And he sent it to me and he said, I invited you to Gmail. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> And um, so I remember that, and I can only imagine how um, challenging a conversation it must have been with um, the people around you uh, to suggest that we move away from that, you know, just the way that it worked um, previously and into this new world with Google, what was then called Google Apps for Business. And um, this this new cloud based environment uh, that you mentioned. Yeah. So rem- again, remember this was two thousand nine. So people were still saying that you know Google reads your emails and sells ads next to it and, and things like that, right? So it wasn't super right. easy at the time. I never believed that. I said, look, if my email is that important and there's a you know a billion emails sent every two seconds, you know, to think that someone's going to be you know reading all these weird sort of conspiracy theories about things. And so I I basically had to force it. So I said, this is where, how we're going. You know, I don't see any other future that is going to be better than this, than being able to log in and go, you know, and, and like you said about, we're going back to the Blackberry age, you know, it it seems archaic and I don't know if it's much adding much value to the conversation, but at the time being mobile was hard, right? Before Blackberries, there was no mobile. It was like, you know, dial up and really strange, you know, do you remember having to plug your laptop in and dial up and through a modem to try to get to your VPN or your network? So that completely changed when you can just have a laptop with a, with a web connection and you're now in business. So, mm-hmm. you know, I became a mobile office in sort of 2009. I, I got the whole mobility thing. So at that time, it wasn't super easy to sell, but the interesting thing was, is, I tell people like, look at your resumes for people that are, that you're hiring. And if you look at the resumes, you know, more and more email addresses were Gmail or, you know, things like that. So they were already used to it. You know, people were already mm-hmm. using it. So why are you going to bring them into your business and then train them on a whole completely different system that they're not, you know, they're not familiar with. It's like they're, it's by far the leader in email technology and things like that. So let's just make it easy. And so the, you know, the adoption was tough at the beginning but it got rolling. Yeah, I love that. And until this day, there are companies following in your footsteps who are looking at the tools that their leaders of tomorrow are using today, when they're, whether it's in their personal lives, right? 
or whether it's at their college or university or even high school, a lot of them are using Google Workspace tools. And they know that if they want to attract the talent of tomorrow, they need to be using the tools that those people are using today. And so that's one of the major factors that's driving more and more companies to adopt Google Workspace. Well, and, and you know, this is the incredible part, right? So you talk about what we're going through with the pandemic and the, the homeschooling. So my six-year-old or then five-year-old was locked down and had to work from home or like school from home. So guess what she's using? She's using a Chromebook, right? Google Classroom, yep. Google Meet, Google Docs. She's doing Google presentations at five, six years old. And so my, and then I, I fast forward to my niece and nephew who have graduated and, and gone off to university. Well, they've been using Google Classroom their whole life. So they know the application already. So they're going to go into a, a workplace and someone's going to train them on something. And, and again, the, the, you know, the options are fewer these days for the, this type of thing. But if you haven't modernized already, these college students are coming out. They've been using, they've been using Google for 12 years. Right. And, and, and so, you know, it, it's amazing that the, the knowledge they have, you know, they, they know how to do everything on, on these platforms. And so when you bring them in, if you bring that platform into your business and all the college students have been using that platform, there's no training. They're teaching you, you know, they know how to use the documents and all the chips and tricks and everything better than you do. So, you know, why would you not adopt, you know, one of the largest platforms in the world for your business? Right, right. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, there's something that I like to say when it comes to adopting a technology in a business, and that is the tools will get you started. Processes will keep you going, but culture is really what makes any change and its positive impact sustainable. So I'm hoping that you could take me back to the point when you were just in the adoption mode of Google Workspace at your company. And tell me about how you engaged the team during its deployment and how you engage them today. Because as you said, there's a new version almost every day, right? There's always adding new features. So how do you engage them today to build excitement and inspire adoption and really leverage the potential for Google Workspace to help your people do what it is they do better? Yeah, so I think, I think if you think about the culture side, you know, one of our core values is learn and grow. So if you don't like to learn and you don't like to grow and you don't like to try new things, you're going to not like our company. And that's exactly what we want, right? We want to attract people that are aligned to our values and we want to spit out people that aren't. So if you don't like newness and you don't like trying new things, then this is not the place for you. And, and we're fine with that. And so, you know, originally when we did change, you know, you had people that they just wanted the old email system that they were used to. So they wanted the old school system where you were, you know, they wanted folders. You remember that? Like they really, like they really pushed for folders and filing and, and all these things that you needed to do in the old email system so you could stay organized because search wasn't good, right? So Google has a saying, you know, search, don't sort. Like you don't need to sort or your email. Like if you're spending time filing your email, you can find it in a, in a millisecond by searching. But the older platforms don't search very well. Like they're, they're, clunky and slow where you got the world's best search engine at your fingertips to search all your emails. So you just need to find a few keywords, those types of things with our culture, you know, that was some of the biggest challenges was, you know, just telling people that this is the way it is. And that's one of our core values. And, you know, even when we onboard, we talk about our systems in the interviewing process. We talk about them. We say, this is what we use. These are the systems we use. This is how we run our meetings. This is how we, you know, we read books every quarter. So we're very loud and proud about that at, in, in the recruiting stage. So people go, okay, if I want things to be done the way they've always been done, this probably isn't the place for me. So that, that's just one of the things that we, we make sure that we are very clear about is our technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love how you bring that into the very first conversation. And, you know, it reminds me of when I was out there looking for career opportunities. One of the, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about during the interviews and, you know, even the initial screening calls that I would receive from recruiters and things like that. I want to know about these things because if 
the company doesn't have the technology and the tools and the processes and the culture that is going to enable me to thrive, then why am I investing my time in having a conversation with them, right? I want to make sure that there's an alignment there so that, you know, like I said, I can thrive in the role and I can really bring my best to it. And if they don't have the right tools, technology, processes, or culture, then I would rather invest my time in finding somebody who does. Yeah, and, and there's a great there's a great analogy as well for sports teams. You know, we like to think about our company as a sports team. We don't think about it like a family. It's a sports team. And so the analogy that I, I think about a lot is the LA Clippers. And, and you know, this happens to be owned by a Microsoft guy, Steve Ballmer. But when, when he came in and talked about tools, you know, they, they needed certain tools and certain things. And, and the, the previous owner was stuck in the old, old ages. So they didn't have the right data and the analysis and all, all the other teams were using, you know, machine learning and AI on video. Like they're doing a whole bunch of things to learn how they can get better and better. And, and this team didn't have it, but when he came in, he modernized the whole place and his players were just like unbelievably happy that, okay, we've got the tools now to succeed. And I think that's key with a business too, is I really do think about this a lot about, okay, what do we, how do we show up for our employees when they're starting with our company? So the brand new company to them, do we take them and, and they've got fresh, new, modern software that they can do their job really well? Is it things that they're used to in their personal life? Because why create, you know, why create a completely separate system? You know, we use instant messaging and we use, you know, Google Workspace and all these tools that they're used to. But we, we're also not perfect. We have an older ERP system that we're modernizing right now, but it's, it's this Achilles heel for us. It's like, oh my gosh, we're, we're taking this person who's all jazzed up about us and, and working for us. We've got we to gotta modernize this ERP so that they're, they're feeling they've got the right tools to succeed. So you've got to have that in every, every spot of your business because you know, why would you want to take them into the dark ages or to, to this old way of doing things? They'll just get frustrated and, and, and look for something that's easier, you know, easier to do. So if there's one thing that you'd want companies that are considering or maybe even using Google Workspace today to learn from your experience at ANA Customs Brokers, what would it be? One thing. You know, I, I still really love that thing about, about looking at the resumes. And, and I just think it's hilarious. So all the resumes that come in have Gmail addresses on them. Mm-hmm. Like, like Gmail is the, uh, you would know the statistics better than I, but I, I believe that Gmail has like 80% market share in web-based email. I, and don't, you know, don't quote me on that. You'll know that better, but it's got to be 50% plus. Let's just call it that. So they already rule the world on email. And so the, the employees that are applying at your company are already using Gmail. They're using calendar. They're using docs. They're using presentations. They're, you know, they're, they're using that already. So that was one of the things that I just really like to look at. You know, it's like, okay, they're going to click in here really easy. There's not going to be training on our system for that. They, they just get it. So no training and they've been using it probably for five or 10 years. So people get onboarded and there's no sort of explanation. They just get it. It's like riding a bike. So that's one of the things that I just love whenever I see an email or resume come in and yeah, Gmail. Okay. That's going to be easy. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. This works. (laughs) No challenges there. Right. So with every transformation does come challenge, however. Uh, So maybe take us back to the biggest challenge that you encountered during your Google workspace transformation. Tell us what happened and what did it mean for your business? I think, again, this I might not be the best use case because we were 2009. I was thinking if, if we went to Gmail and Google Workspace today, it, mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier So because everyone's using it. Back in 2009, you know, it was, it was dial up and there was hardly any web base. It was sort of like Hotmail and, and everyone's email address was like johnnyboy at hotmail.com or whatever, you know, so it wasn't very professional. So we had those things to overcome that most businesses won't now. But I would say that the biggest, one of the biggest challenges was just taking people from the old way to the new way. And, and I think we overcame that pretty quickly because once you got rid of the servers and the, the overhead, 
you realize that people kind of were working with blinders on. It was like, it's my job to play firefighter with these, with this technology, the old technology. It's like my job to, put, to play firefighter. I got a sort of that hero mentality. Like I fixed it. I got the server working again or whatever it was. <clears throat> and once they realized that, oh, you know, we still have, we, we now have a system that we don't manage. It's 99.99999% uptime. You know, it, it's, it's always there. It's available on your iPad, your your phone, your friend's phone, if you want, if you need it, you know, it, it's so easy to access that, that got them coming around to understand that, okay, now I can do more valuable things for the organization than just, you know, make sure all the green lights are on the servers. And that was mm-hmm. a, a huge change for us. And then I think the second thing is you said one thing, but the second thing really was our sharing of documents was a game changer. So if I get an email attachment today, I'm so annoyed. You know, I get a spreadsheet and it says download, upload, edit, save, attach. It just seems so archaic. You know, it, so having a Google link to a Google sheet and you have one source of truth, you know, you get these things where, oh, are you using the updated version of the spreadsheet or using this? No, that's the last version. No, that's the old version. No, I changed this one. Like, it's crazy. So yeah. I have one link to everything. I don't have... Even my financial reports, it's, I just want a link and I know that it's one source of truth. I don't have to question it. I don't have to wonder if what version we're looking at. It's just one live window. That's a huge, huge thing. Once you, once people get, get the hang of that, it changes their life. And then you bookmark it. So you never even have to look for it again, right? It's just one click away. But another little hack that some people don't know is if you just search for it in your Chrome browser, you search the name of the document, it comes up. In your browser, right? right? You, you don't even have to bookmark it. So it, because it, the Google Chrome browser recognizes the name, it's amazing. So when you were going through your Google Workspace transformation, how long of a period did you have the old system working alongside the new Google Apps for Business system? Or did you just yank it out right away? No, no, that's a great, great question. I forgot about this that now that you just said that. So back then they had a skin right so there there was you could use you could use google apps and microsoft had a skin for outlook so you it looked like outlook but google apps was running the background right and i remember i thought we were all converted and then i found out from my it manager he goes well you know bill still likes to use outlook so he's got the micro, he's got the outlook interface <laughs> still on his computer. So there was sort of like, we have, you know, a hundred people or something. And there's like five people that were, that were holdovers. And then finally we just said, look, we're not going to manage two of these. So we did a pretty cold Turkey. Once, once we got emails, all the emails are, and that was a beautiful thing too, is, you know, our emails are all pulled over when we did the, the switch over. Right. So we brought in all of our email history, you know, as a customs broker, we have to have records for seven plus years for our customers my mom passed away in, in, in 2007. I've got all her emails, you know, at my fingertips. If I want any email that my mom sent me back, you know, years ago, it's all there within a milliseconds. So, you know, there, there was some, some, a little bit of resistance at the beginning. And then we, we just kind of went cold Turkey. Like this is the new system. Let's get everyone on it and go. So Bill, if you're listening, (laughs) I, I didn't use real names. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you, but you know, this is a question that um, I talk about with clients very often, which is, you know, do do we leave both systems in place? If so, for how long? And, you know, I, I find that if people are given a way out of making a change, they will always choose that, right? And that'll keep you stuck in that previous world that you were in. And so the the shortest you can make that period, the better off your people will be because the quicker they'll embrace the new world that you're moving them to, and the quicker they'll gain confidence in using those tools and actually leveraging them to help them do what it is they do better. And, and I, I really think that goes back to the values of the people in the organization. So, you know, it, it's super common you know, if, if you're if you're running two systems, you're basically sorry to say, but you're running that second system for the lowest common denominator. So the people that are slow to change and things like that. So we had a similar scenario with we, we had this little 
a, a side business that we have and it's, it's running a little lightweight CRM and we needed, we were doing the, the emails and outside of a CRM before we put a little lightweight CRM and you got one person who's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. My, my conversion rate went up by 17%. And then you have somebody else that's like, oh, I like the old way. And you know, okay, you know, it's just, you go, okay, well, that's nice, but this is the way we're going. And this, one of our values is learn and grow and you're just going to have to learn it and you'll, it'll be behind you, you know, really quickly because it's so easy to learn. So mm-hmm. I, I just think I, I wouldn't, I don't make a lot of time for the lowest common denominator. I just, you know, go for it. Right. I love that. It's the way to make an impact. And right now I want to talk about impact because Google Workspace really can make an impact on how it is that you run your business and really can be an essential ingredient in driving growth, which I know is something that you talk about on your podcast very often. So if you could tell our audience about a massive breakthrough that you made in your business, the moment that you realized that adopting Google Workspace was the right decision for you, what was that moment? There was probably two because one of them was just, again, all the noise going away. So I don't hear anything ever about our email being down. It just doesn't happen. So that's, you know, of course, okay, let me, let me put an asterisk there. Google systems do go down every so often, but I mean, you got a live dashboard, it's down for like six minutes and the whole world knows about it on Twitter and then it's back up because they've got all the redundancies built in, right? You know, you, you've never heard of, of Google email being down for four hours. You know, it just doesn't happen. So that that was the, the one thing. It was just like a breath of fresh air, like oh, no noise about that. Uh, the second thing that I think was if you talk about more of an impact and breakthrough is really just stepping into learning what else does this Google Workspace do? And, and one of the things I would say is with different systems and ERPs, and there's there's always tends to be a lot of exporting data and importing data and you know, getting sources and things like that. One of the things we really adopted was getting the system reports right into Google Sheets. So if, you, if you're pulling data out of a system, you know, rather than downloading a CSV and uploading it and Google, their whole platform is open. So they've got, you know, APIs. So you can link your Google Sheets right to your ERP system and it'll spit out a report every five minutes if you want or once a night or whatever. And it's sitting there, click on it, open it on your phone, open it on your iPad, open it on your, your laptop. Doesn't matter what it is. It's shared and it's, it's got uh, lockdown. So it can't be shared outside your organization. So it's secure, you know, two factor authentication. So you don't have to worry about someone else getting in. Uh, It's, it's just, once you step into the whole ecosystem, there's, there's so much you can do so that the impact was really, you know, I don't have to worry about downloading and uploading and exporting and importing just a complete waste of time. Yeah, it reminds me of experience that I had after we adopted what was then G Suite at TELUS, where there were reports that I would receive every single day. And I didn't need to receive them every single day. Most days, it would go into a folder, or I would hit delete, or something like that. But once in a while, it was critical that I received that report that I had it available to me. And meanwhile, there was this person on the other end of, you know, our exchange server who was preparing that report every single day and writing it and putting it in an email and sending it out to a whole bunch of people just like me, right? Um, And going through all of this effort. And fast forward to after we adopted Google Workspace, those reports started to move into Google Sheets or some of them would be published on a Google site, an internal Google site that they'd created for that particular topic, you know, competitive intelligence or or something like that. And um, to be able to have it just bookmarked there at my fingertips where I know that I could just click on one bookmark and I, I could always get it whenever I needed it. And in the meanwhile, I wouldn't be receiving an email every single day that I would have to file or delete. And somebody on the other end of that wouldn't have to be creating this report manually and sending it to me in the email just so that I could have it if I actually wanted it on that day, right? Oh, you know, I, I have to admit I'm in a bit of a bubble, right? Because I've been on this platform for 12 years and you just made me realize that we used to have these reports that would spit out and, and say you're on holidays or something, you, you know, you would kind of miss the report. It's like, oh, where's the one, where's the report from January 12th? It's like, 
I don't even think like, what are you talking about? All the data is in one sheet, you know? So I could take a link from a month ago or the one from this morning and it's all got the freshest data. There are no, mm -hmm. it's not like there's 27 attachments to your point. Like, oh, I got to go file these in a folder so I can refer to them. You know, yeah. our, com our company does daily, weekly, monthly KPIs and there's three sheets. If you want to see the KPI report from Q3 2018, it's on a 2018 tab. It's, it's all in one document. It's not 700 documents over three and a half years, right? So yeah, I, I kind of forget about that. That's one of the things that you just changes your life. It's, I don't, I, I know where's the weekly KPIs. It's one document. It's not, oh, that was for second week of February and you got to go find it in your email. It's one link, all the data, all the history, you know, it's amazing. Or do what I used to do and ask one of my coworkers, hey, do you have the report from January the 13th? Yeah. <laughs> can, can you forward it to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I deleted it by accident or I was on vacation or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I'm looking at my computer right now and I have 10, 10 Google Sheets open that is basically my dashboard into my companies. It's everything from our weekly KPIs, uh, calendar of activities for something that we're working on. I've even got my Super Bowl football squares that I'm playing with my friends <laughs> for, for this <laughs> Sunday. And it's all Google Sheets. It, 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 and, you know, it's it's one copy. It's not like, oh, yeah, I, I, I really did forget about that, that, that you used to have these attachments and you had to figure out which one was the most recent. It's crazy. So tell me, Graham, what is it that you're most excited about in your business right now? You know, I think one of the things that we're most excited about is speaking of email and and phone calls and contact is we want to keep making the border disappear, keep making it invisible for our customers. And one of the things that we can track really well is our email response times, phone response times, and things like that. And using the data that we get through Google, through that we track in our KPIs, and really just cranking down on that performance for our customers. Because there's sort of, it, it's like any company now, you don't even want to talk to them. And, and I, I should say, I, I should speak for myself. Like, what's your, what, one of your favorite companies? Whether it's Google, you know, I've been using Google for 12 years. I've literally never talked to somebody on the phone, maybe twice. Amazon, I never talk to them. You know, you order on Skip the Dishes or Domino's Pizza, whatever it is, you press a button and it arrives. That's what our customers expect now from us. So we want to be make sure that the, the, there's a there's a an asterisk to that because that's how you want it to perform all the time. You want the business to be just invisible. I press a button, the box arrives at my door. But when you do contact that company, your expectations go through the roof because you never contacted them. But when I do. I want it to be perfect. So, you know, using better usage of email, better usage of, you know, uh, groups and understanding what our customers are asking for, getting all that data, analyzing it and making sure that we're just getting better and better. It's a super exciting piece because step one is customers don't want to talk to us, but when they do, they want it to be amazing. And we can, we have all that data at our fingertips. So that's something that's really, it's a little bit boring in a way, but it's super exciting because you can continually get better and better at that. No, I really love that. And you're absolutely right. People, they just want the pizza and they want it made, right? And in your case, in the case of a, a Customs Brokers, they just want the border to disappear. And, you know, moving things across the border, even moving people across the border is, you know, sometimes a cumbersome experience, right? And that's something that you can solve for them. Then that is what you do. That's the value that you add. And once in a while, when they need to reach out to you, right, um, they they expect the best. And the fact that you have visibility into how well you're meeting that expectation so that you can, in the spirit of continuous improvement, try and make the experience better and better over time. It's just a very powerful thing. Exactly. So Graham, Now's my favorite part of the show when I'm going to ask you to crack open your Google Workspace toolkit and share some of your favorite tools with our audience. Are you ready? Sure. Cool. So what's your number one Google Workspace productivity hack that you use every single day? 
Okay, so this one is, I love that this one called a productivity hack. So my biggest is setting up my, my Google Calendar for time blocking. So I time block everything in my calendar. So I time block my sleep, lunch, downtime, focus time, meetings. You know, I, everything on my calendar, if I open up my calendar, it's color-coded. I can see at a glance what my week looks like. You know, all my meetings, like this interview is in red. And so I can see, okay, I've got six meetings in the next five days at, in like one second. So that is a huge thing for me is really focusing my time and blocking it all out so that you do it like an appointment. And by the way, this podcast interview is read on my Google calendar too. So, Oh, is it? Is, was yeah. that you? Was that you or me? Cause I changed the color. I changed the color too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has their own color coding system. So I guess it doesn't synchronize between the two of us. But actually, before I changed the color, I thought to myself, is it going to change it for Graham too? I hope it doesn't. So I'm <laughs> glad to know that it didn't. And even yeah. if it did, it would have been aligned. Yeah. So what outdated concept did Google Workspace make most obsolete for you? Yeah, I had to, again, had to go back. And this was software. So, you know, soft, my definition of software is... It's, it comes on a compact disc or it's downloaded and uploaded and, right. and you have versions. So, oh, we, we got to get the newer version of this, you know, software, whether it's your ERP, whether it was, you know, Microsoft Exchange 95 or 97 or 2000 or whatever. So that's the biggest thing is it, software is obsolete. It's all browser app based. I can log in from my uh, to my email from any device and, you know, Android, Apple, Chromebook, MacBook, whatever. And it might have a new update tomorrow. I don't have to download any software. It just, I wake up and it's, oh, this is new. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So we hear about apps like Gmail and Drive all the time. And we've even talked about them on this interview. But what unsung hero of Google Workspace do you depend on that you think deserves a little bit more praise? Definitely Google Groups. So... Google Groups can be used a whole bunch of ways. It's basically, you know, you could call it a group email box or for multiple people to access. Uh, but one of the ways we use it, which I absolutely love, is we're a knowledge business. We need knowledge at our fingertips. And we get sometimes daily industry updates from Canada Revenue Agency, Canada Border Services Agency, Customs Border Protection, IRS. We, we get all of these emails and they used to go out to 100 people, right? And then guess what those people would do? They would file them or not, or they delete them. But we funnel all those emails from groups into Google Groups. So we if, if we get, we have a, a Google Group for Canada Border Services Agency, it comes into Google Groups, and then you search it. I've got 10 years of data. If I need to find out something from, you know, how did this program begin? What year did it start? And what's where can I find all the articles on this particular thing? I'm dealing with something with transfer pricing right now. I go to Google Groups, I search transfer pricing, I find 17 articles on transfer pricing. So it's like our own curated Google search engine for all the knowledge that our company needs. It's phenomenal. I love that. That's so creative. And I can think of so many applications, but I can also think of so many examples of the very type, same types of information that I've either filed somewhere and lost or depended on other people to provide to me or even depended on the source of that information to archive it and have it available for me when I need it. So I would go to their website and maybe it's still there. Maybe it's not. Maybe I want to go back to five years ago, but they only keep three years of history on their website. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, you're creating your own ar archive, but you're also democratizing that. You're making it available to even somebody who you hire tomorrow, right? Who's never been in the industry. They now have that repository of information that they can go to, to learn and to gain context around what they're going to be doing every day. So that's great. Exactly. So what's the most unique way that you use Google Workspace in your business today? Yeah, I was looking for something super unique, but I, I think I would go back to, you know, I would really go back to the fundamentals of moving from a world of attachments to links. And again, I don't know if that's unique, but I was thinking from somebody that's maybe not using workspace, it would be unique because I literally never get an attachment internally. So anytime I get an email attachment externally, I want to cry, you know, 
download it, look at it, edit it. I send it back a day later. Someone's already sent a new one and now there's three copies of it. So I think for us, we just have rules internally. Like don't ever, you're never sending me an attachment. It's going to be a link and it's going to be live data with the freshest data from two seconds ago or two minutes ago. And so we do have some rules around that, you know, it's like no attachments internally <laughs> and I love it. And it's, 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 it's one of those things that's just kind of a game changer. What feature is your most recent Google workspace find? It's not, well, my, I think my, the best feature I loved was just the uh, quickly and easily recording on Google meets. So I do a lot of customer calls. I use Google meet exclusively for that. And Recording the calls is so easy and we're, we're the type of business, not unlike Amazon or Domino's or whoever you are, we just don't see our customers. We're not retail. So none of our people see our customers and, that, and most of the times we've never met our customers. So I do interviews with our top customers, record them on Google Meets and I ask them sort of like you're doing here, some sort of uh, rapid fire questions about what we're doing well and how we can improve. And then I share that with the company. Instantly saved on Google Drive, easily shareable again, you know, press the link here. Here you go. Here's one of our top customers telling us what they care about. Let's make sure we keep doing that. And here's where we can improve. So I think that's one of the things we've really stepped into, especially with all this not being able to see our customers face to face anymore. Yeah. And the element of democratization comes right back there where that, you know, once upon a time would have been an experience just for you and, and you would have relayed that to the rest of the people in your company. Maybe you summarized it in an email or maybe you talked about it in an event, but now you can just copy the link and send it to them and they get the full experience just like you did. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I think about it a lot because you like Starbucks, if, if you see the person every day, you walk in, you say, Oh, hello. Thank you. Oh, this was great. Thank you. Our, our people don't get that that often. So hearing it, it really, it really uh, keeps them motivated and, I sent one around last week, actually. They just said, oh, that was fantastic. You know, I love that company. They're so great to work with, but I've never met anyone there. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could recommend one third-party app or add-on that you think makes Google Workspace even better for you, what would it be? Well, it's something we haven't touched on, but I would say the Google Chrome operating system. So it's not an app or an extension, but this has been an absolute game changer for me as well. So there's and a lot of people get it confused. They think Google Chrome, like the web browser. No, there's something called Google Chrome operating system, which is not Microsoft and not Apple, but it's its own operating system that basically is Google Workspace or Google Apps or Google Gmail right out of the box. So mm -hmm. my computer that I'm doing this on is a Chromebook. You can get a Chromebook for $150. We have them scattered around the house because our kids have them as well. And I pop it open. And I'm literally logged into my work email in seven seconds. And that was one of the things with, with Chrome. And I remember hearing that is it's like turning on your television. You know, you know, with old computers or IBMs or not IBMs, like PCs or Macs, sometimes you'd wait for it to boot up. Mm -hmm. And the Google Chrome operating system was like, this should be like your television, like less than six seconds for the screen to be on. And it's sometimes instant. So that's a huge one. I, I have not had a PC laptop for probably eight or nine years. It's all, I'm fully on the Google Chrome operating system, including in my office. Awesome. So if there was one thing that was on your Google Workspace wish list, a feature that you wish Google would implement yesterday, what would it be? I would definitely say a proper video hosting and sorting application. So we talked about video and Google Meet. I would like to be able to have a bit of a, you know, a really easy to use social feed basically of video. So we're doing demos, we're doing customer interviews, we're doing how to's. We're we're 100 remote right now. All of our people are still at home. So I'd like mm -hmm. to be able to 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 post video and have it in chronological order. You could tag it for content. I'm actually using a third party application. I'd love Google to buy. It's called Rewatch, and, and you upload the video. Google plugs right into it, so you, you, your Google Drive plugs right into it, and it uploads the video, and it transcribes all the text from the video. So now you can search all your videos that you have. It's excellent. So that, that's, a huge, that's a huge one that I love to see is basically you know, cur having a curated 
social feed for your business of all of the happenings and all the video content that you're creating. So awesome. And I'm going to check that one out for sure myself. Yeah, it's so great. If you could imagine Gmail added a feature where you could send one email to arrive on the day that you adopted Google Workspace way back in 2009, what's the one piece of advice that you'd send yourself? Okay. I I, th- I think it would be, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you right. know, the entire world is in the cloud, no software. It, it doesn't matter if it's Google Amazon, Salesforce, all these companies, it's hundred percent cloud-based, you know, it, it's all your people are using it in their personal lives. You know, most people are probably using it on their personal cell phone. So just go for it. And, and, and I would say to add to that is step right into it. Don't just start using it for Gmail and calendar and you're done. It's like really look at all the extensions, the integrations, to basically, you know, put your whole business in there. Right. And maybe a little Google Apps script to kick it up a notch too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for sharing your insights and your experiences with us, Graham. Our audience can find the link to all the resources that you just shared at your show notes page, which is located at risedigital.tech slash Graham dash Robbins. So right now, business owners and technology leaders worldwide are listening to this, and they're super inspired by the stories that you've just shared. So first, I want you to tell them where they can connect with you, then leave them with the number one thing you want them to take away from your Google Workspace transformation to help them get one step closer to the digital culture that you've cultivated at a Customs Brokers. Take it away. Okay, so to contact me, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn, actually. So you can find me just Graham Robbins, a Customs Brokers on LinkedIn. And I think the number one is my, my wife even bugs me. She's just like, go Google, you know, like just, you know, go for it. Get, get in there. It's the number one search engine, number one email platform. It's so easy to use. You know, don't delay. All right, there you have it. And you can find my notes on everything that we talked about today, again, at risedigital.tech slash Graham dash Robbins. So Graham, thank you for investing your time and experience with us today. I appreciate it very much. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot. It was fun. And that's it for this episode of Google Workspacers. If you liked this episode, be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also visit our website at risedigital.tech where you can check out past episodes and contact us if you've got a story of Google Workspace transformation you want to share. Of course, if you want to connect with me directly, I'm at Christian Newman on LinkedIn. And if you have a question about Google Workspace or any feedback or ideas to help us improve the show, please send us an email at podcast at risedigital.tech. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Google Workspacers.